for Annabelle to become too proud. Pulling up suddenly, Jed thought he glimpsed movement below him in the trees, shadowy forms caught in the moonlight. It was deer, or possibly game of some kind. From off to his left came what sounded like the short, yipping bark of a wolf. He was certain he saw a pair of eyes gleaming in the darkness. Wolves. His heart skipped a beat, and a premonitory dread fell over him. He looked more closely, but saw no shadows, no gleaming eyes this time. Instead, there came from above him in the trees the echoing call of a meadowlark. Jed shrugged off his uneasiness and headed for the comforting glow of the campfire. Near the wagon, his father and mother were conversing softly. Unwilling to disturb them, Jed sat cross-legged in front of the fire's crackling warmth. His parents were discussing a home site. Jed could tell that from the way his father waved his arm as he talked. He saw his mother lean close to her husband and say something, her voice a soft, comforting drawl. Jed's father replied, and she laughed softly and poked him in a playful way long familiar to Jed. It was a moment Jed would remember for the rest of his life. Abruptly, Jed's father reached in the wagon and took out the family Bible. Jed was not surprised. He'd been expecting his father to read to them from it from the moment they first halted in this beautiful oak grove. Jed glanced over as the cow blatted. Tethered to the wagon's tailgate, she was no longer chewing her cud. She was holding up her head alertly, her tail drooping straight down. It was those wolves he had seen out there, Jed figured. The cow could smell them. Annabelle stepped down from the wagon to join her mother and father. She had been combing out her hair while she sang, and now it hung down her back, gleaming in the bright moon like a single fold of golden silk. Jed's father glanced over at Jed and beckoned him closer. Get over here, Jed. Jed got up and joined his family. Guess what, Jed, his mother said, smiling warmly down at him. She reached over and tousled his sandy hair. It was a caress, really, and warm Jed. We're thinking of settling right here. I think that'd be fine, Jed said. We're going to build on that knoll over there, his father added, pointing eagerly at a slight rise beyond the oak grove. His voice was resonant with happiness. It should give us a real fine view of the river. I suppose so, said Annabel. But it will sure be lonely until we get neighbors. That won't take long, assured her mother. And now, children, Amos Thompson told him, it seems to me that this would be a good time to hear the word of God and to give thanks to the Almighty for showing us safely to this golden land. Their father led them over to the fire. Jed sat down cross-legged in the grass next to Annabelle, and the three of them waited for Amos Thompson to find an appropriate passage. Flipping the pages swiftly, he held the Bible up so that his pages could catch both the light from the fire and the marvelous brightness of the moon. It had risen so high by this time that it was well above the tallest of the oak trees. "'What are you going to read, Pa?' Jed asked, pushing a shock of hair out of his eyes. "'I'm looking,' his father said, his finger running down one page. "'Proverbs,' said Annabelle. "'Try Proverbs, Pa.' Frowning in concentration, Amos Thompson leaned closer to the fire to read over silently what he had selected. As he did so, a wolf howled from the timber just behind the wagon. He glanced up in some annoyance, then looked over at Jed. "'That wolf sounds pretty close, Jed.' Jed nodded. 
I think I saw a few when I came up from the river. Guess we'd better bring the horses and mules in closer and keep the fire blazing. Jed nodded. As his father turned his attention back to the Bible, an arrow thumped hollowly into his back, slamming him forward into the fire. The sparks leapt up in a sudden shower as the night came alive with the soul-chilling cries of an Indian war party. Jed jumped up as a warrior, not ten feet away, flung himself at him, knocking him backward. On his back, Jed struggled with a sweaty, stinking aborigine made even more fearsome by a buffalo horn headdress. The Indian had a tomahawk in his right hand and was slashing down with it, trying to bash out Jed's brains. Twice the blade slammed off the side of Jed's head. Jed winced and snapped his head back and forth, desperately trying to break free. But the Indian was powerful and stocky, his weight effectively pinning Jed to the ground. Jed spat in the Indian's face. Furious, the Indian dropped his tomahawk and reached back for the knife in his belt.